Welcome to Feed Your Health, a weekly podcast with your host, Morgan Shepard, where we'll be taking a deep dive into the big dial movers of health, focusing on movement, nutrition, and stress management. You'll get tangible takeaways, tactical knowledge, and exclusive stories to inspire and empower you on your transformational health journey. Let's get thriving. Welcome to the podcast. Today, we're actually going to be talking about barriers and self-regulation. But first, I want to talk about a little story from last week where my phone died because my phone is ancient. I had an iPhone 7 and the battery life was kaput. And I do all of my workouts from a spreadsheet on my phone. So everything is digital and all of my music is on my phone. You know what I'm going to say, right? My phone was dead and I had this moment of, oh my God, how am I going to work out? I, I can't do this. This is too stressful. And while I do have a training log, I am really not good about keeping up with it. So there's not much in it. So when I woke up in the morning and my phone was at 22% and I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I wanted to get to the gym at 530 so that I could get it out of the way. But I had to take a step back, take a moment, breathe, be like, okay, we can do this. This is not hard. This is just a simple obstacle and we can work through it. So I sat down, I wrote out my workout from my computer to my training log. And I just accepted the fact that I wasn't going to have any music. The gym has music, but you know, gym music, no bueno. So we went, we did the thing, and it was fine. Honestly, it actually was an enlightening experience to be like, not on my phone, not listening to anything, and just able to vibe with the workout and pay attention to my breathing. And I actually enjoyed it. All of that to say, what are some barriers that you are putting in the way of your progress? What excuses are you letting yourself get away with? You know, a lot of times we're like little children where we know we have to do this thing. We know we have to make this change and we fight it so hard. We put our hands up, we yell, we scream. We're like, no, I don't want to do this thing. I don't want to do this thing. But then once we do it, it's not that hard. Like how often have you had something on your to-do list that just stresses you out and you're just like, no, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to. And you might take three months of I don't want to's before you finally sit down and you do the thing and it takes you five minutes. I mean, come on, right? So how are we doing that? How are we showing up in that way where we're like throwing up these walls I'm an incredibly stubborn person sometimes, and I feel like a lot of my journey was fighting with myself and being like, I don't want to do this, but I have to, but I don't want to. What if we just stopped? What if we just stopped fighting and accepted what we wanted, accepted that the path that we needed to follow to get to our goals wasn't as hard? Now, obviously, we're all going to have our challenges and our obstacles and our moments where our emotions get the best of us and we just go off the rails. But in those other little moments of, you know, you need to set your workout clothes out the night before, you know, you need to pack a lunch, make time for it, prioritize it, stop fighting it. How are you making excuses about the behaviors you want to implement? And I think one of the biggest ways to help us navigate this is, as I talk about all the time, awareness. Awareness is the practice of becoming mindful of what is happening around you and how it's affecting you and how you're reacting to it. So the more you develop the skill of awareness, the more you begin to notice triggers that pop up and patterns of behavior that follow. 
So, like, if you know that if someone brings cupcakes to work, that's going to trigger you. You're going to want a cupcake. You may want five cupcakes. You may then go have fast food for lunch or go pick up something on the way home that you shouldn't have done otherwise. So rather than, like, fighting that, become aware of the trigger. Notice that this is what happens when this happens. And the more awareness you develop, the more you give yourself space to make a new choice. So rather than having 10 cupcakes, maybe you have one cupcake. Maybe you have half a cupcake. Maybe you don't even have a cupcake, but you know that it's somebody's birthday, so you bring your own healthy cupcake or cookie or whatever. I don't believe in restriction, so if someone is having cupcakes at work, I may or may not have the cupcake. But I might plan for it. I might eat a healthier breakfast. I might eat a healthier lunch to be like, hey, I know I'm going to have this cupcake because I know it's Louise's birthday on Friday, so I'm going to plan for that. Now, don't undereat. I know a lot of people like to be like, okay, I'm going to go out to dinner tonight. I'm going to have a big meal because it's Jacqueline's birthday and we're celebrating, but like, I'm not going to eat my breakfast or lunch. Don't do that. Always eat the food you need to be eating to support your body and fuel your goals. When you undereat, you're just fucking yourself over. And then it just becomes a snowball effect of like, you then overeat at dinner and all of those things. So while I don't believe in restriction, I don't believe in overdoing it. You know, you can go out to dinner and have a good time and still have all the things, but have them in moderation. As I constantly say, moderation is the key. In thinking about barriers and how becoming aware of what barriers you might be throwing up or what limiting beliefs you might have about how you respond to things, you know, a lot of times it's about developing your own confidence in yourself. And I think one of the ultimate goals of any coaching program should be to help you develop the ability to self-regulate. And self-regulation is the capacity to formulate a plan of one's own and then implement behavior change to carry it out. So basically that means that if you set some goals, you're able to develop a plan of action and follow through with it, regardless of what obstacles are going to pop up along the way. You trust yourself to do that. That's my goal for anyone that I work with. That is what I want you to be able to feel in life because I can't work with you. I mean, I could in theory work with you for life, but I also don't want to do that. <laughs> I think that you can get to a point, even if you haven't reached your weight loss goal, I think mentally you can get to a point where you're like, I have adopted these behaviors and I know that I can trust myself to continue along this process because I know how to do it now and I'm confident that I can keep going regardless of whatever obstacles are going to come up, because there are always going to be obstacles and you're always going to have moments where emotions and exhaustion and stress and all of those things get in the way. But figuring out how to learn and grow and navigate that, that is how we get through it. And teaching you to do that on your own, that's what coaching should do. I talked about celebration last week and about how during the process of behavior change, as you keep showing up for yourself and you're celebrating all your wins, you build confidence in your ability to succeed. So that's that self-trust that you tap into. The more momentum you build, the more confidence you get and the easier things become because you begin to feel that those behavior changes that you wanted to have, those behavior changes that you're trying to implement, they have become habits. They have become a part of your lifestyle and who you are. Obviously, in the beginning, I didn't have all these habits. I wasn't athletic. I didn't run. I didn't move. I didn't eat well. I didn't sleep well. I didn't prioritize self-care, nutrition, or any of these things. And I did that slowly, one change at a time. You know, I started walking on the treadmill. I started walking to work when it wasn't snowing out. I did that for months before I even changed anything in my diet. 
And then I slowly started to make changes at work. I worked at a bakery, so I was like, okay, I'm not going to eat the muffins and I'm not going to eat these things all day. I might take home one small treat or I might have one thing, but I started to do it in moderation rather than being like, oh, I have all this free food available to me. I made a choice and I was selective about what I chose to eat. And I started prioritizing my nutrition and I started prioritizing my sleep habits. I think that was one of the reasons why I left the bakery in the first place. I was working at 3 a.m. in the morning and I was like, this is really not healthy. I worked three to noon and then I would come home and still act like I had a whole day left, which meant that I really didn't get that much sleep. And over time, that becomes a problem. All of this to say that, you know, I'm sure if I had had a coach and some kind of formal guidance, I might have gotten to my goals faster. But I was able to take one small change at a time. And now look at me, I'm an athlete, I have certificates in nutrition, and I know how to coach people through this behavior change process. Sure, I had obstacles along the way that derailed my progress, sometimes for weeks or months at a time, but I eventually found my way back and kept going. And I think you can do that too. I think anyone can do that. I know a lot of us are looking for that quick fix or that fad diet that's going to be the one thing that gets us to our weight loss goals. But in my opinion, it's actually not about that. The path to success isn't about a diet or a trend. It's about showing up every day and doing the little actions that get you one step closer to your goal. And that's why I talk about breaking things down into small little steps that you can do every day. So what are the behaviors that you want to become consistent at that are going to get you to that goal? And then do those things. And don't look at the things where you're failing. Each change each time you do the behavior, that's a win. The more you do it, the more it becomes a habit, and then it becomes a lifestyle, and then it becomes who you are. Sustainable change is the only way to truly be successful at this. You want to become the person who has the healthy lifestyle. You want to become someone who already does all of the habits you're working so hard to make stick. Because then it becomes easy. You don't have to think about it. Sure, you'll have challenges. I mean, I still have challenges. There are still things that I fight with. But I have the confidence to know that I can handle them. That anything that comes up, I can be like, I know how to navigate this. I've dealt with something like this before. And I know I can make the right choice for my goals. And I can push my performance. I think once you get to a certain level, once you've achieved a knowledge base and a confidence base in your own abilities, regardless of whether you've actually lost the weight, you can uplevel your performance. You'll eventually lose the weight, but even before you get to that point, I think you can already be living a healthy lifestyle. I think you can already be doing those habits. It's just a matter of remembering why you're doing it and continuing on the journey and keeping up that motivation. And you'll do that by celebrating each win, by celebrating each little action step along the way. So bringing this all back to what barriers are standing in your way and how are you using excuses for why you're not making progress? What is the thing that you're saying no to when you should be saying yes? And how can you let that go? I keep saying, try to find more ways that you can say yes instead of excuses for you to say no. Thanks so much for listening to this shorty episode. I hope you found some of it valuable. And as always, I appreciate you being here and I'll talk to you next week. Ciao. Thank you.